0: Hello, welcome to the Manly Things Podcast. This is Andrew Ross.
1: And Justin Bush. And thanks for joining us where we will be talking
0: all things manly. Yes, all things manly. Hey, what episode is this? I haven't even looked actually at what episode this is. You know, we had to take kind of a
1: hiatus, so I'm kind of off my rocker <laughs> a little bit here. Maybe seven? Seven? I I think think this is is seven.
0: I think this is seven. If you don't count the pilot.
1: That's really not very many,
0: but you would think we'd be able to keep track of seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these last couple weeks were kind of a little bit crazy. Um, Well, last week I was on vacation, but the week before for both of us was an interesting week. It was an interesting week for both of us. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, We both came down with the Rona. Yep. Yep. We both were living with the Rona for a while. Yeah. We probably gave it to each other probably
1: probably so um but you know i i wouldn't have ever known um i thought i had a cold yeah because the temperatures were changing we had hot weather then cold weather then hot weather then cold weather and you know i usually get one when the weather changes like that anyway
0: yeah well i've had allergies my whole life so when i just started getting a a congestion basically all it was i was like the temperature's changed it's getting warm because that's exactly when it started and then uh after a few days i was making some guacamole in the in the kitchen and i was like this is really bland tasting i kept putting more cilantro in it i put some onions sam came home and was like no this tastes great and then all of a sudden i was like let me try something and i literally took a red onion and bit into it i looked at sam and said it's just like biting in the water, basically, because I don't taste anything, and that's when I knew I should probably get tested tomorrow. Yeah, and I got tested, and it was the Rona.
1: Yeah, I uh, actually this same day that you lost your sense of smell and taste was <laughs> the same day that I lost <laughs> mine, and and I realized I lost mine. Clarissa asked me; she told me to smell a candle, and I like went to smell a candle. I didn't smell anything. I'm like Clarissa, I don't smell anything. Like, is this a strong candle? Like, or is this not? Yeah. And she's like, no. She's like, you're probably all right. And I'm like, I, I don't smell anything. So keep going, whatever. I'm like kind of freaking myself out a little bit. No, I mean, I don't feel bad, but I get something to eat. Don't taste anything. Either. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. And then the next morning, yeah, hear your news. And I'm like, yep, that's what it is. I didn't go get tested.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, because the week before we did this podcast together, and a couple days before that, we were in the car driving to a wedding together. So we either gave one of us gave it to the other. We both had it. We both Whatever. had COVID. And well, all you know, all things aside, we had a very mild case, which you know was a blessing. That because yeah. we we do know people who have gotten it. it's not been a mild case. Right. Um, right. So we, we we're blessed that we had mild cases of it. Um. If I didn't lose my taste, I probably would have kept going on living thinking I just had allergies because that's all it was. For Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Me too. Um, not really any different. I thought I was congested and then had some days of like, you know, some runny nose, uh, sore throat. I mean, a little cough eventually, but not at first. Yeah. And it wasn't even a, like it wasn't a big cough and bronchitis type cough. It was just like a little pesky one, and I would have never known. I would have never known if I wouldn't have lost
0: my taste and smell. Yep. I had one weird symptom. ended up being a rare one. Uh, Just one night out of nowhere, I started getting real itchy. And I remember even asking Sam, like, do we have bed bugs or something? Because I started freaking out because all (laughs) over my body, I was feeling these little bumps, and then those bumps turned into these massive, like, hives. At least I thought they were hives. I don't know, but they were all over my body. They itched and they burned. And I looked it up, and sure enough, it was like it's a rare symptom. But, uh, you know, in all fairness, COVID gets blamed from a cough to your furniture running late at your house, so it's hard to tell exactly (laughs) what it is. Right. But my skin breaking out the way it did, which I never have skin problems. Like, I've never had hives or anything like that, so I'm like, it's got to be because of COVID. And You know, looking it up, it was... That's how your body fights viruses. A lot of times, is you know your skin shows it, and uh, it actually said it's usually one of the end uh, end of COVID when you have this symptom. And sure enough, like the two days later, I felt completely normal. So yeah, it was an interesting little little run there. Well, we got through it. We got through it. So we survived. So
1: I will survive.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I had a you know the ten day quarantine after our first symptoms. Then I was on vacation last week. So I've Really been like two weeks just out. And I work from home, so <laughs> <laughs> that is what it is. Well, let me ask you this. On our vacation, we visited the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield. Uh huh. Have you ever gone there?
1: I've been there for like the haunted prison Yes.
0: a long
1: time ago. I've not been there for a long time, but only that one time.
0: Dude, you have to go during the day because I actually was talking to one of our pastors here. And he said the same thing. He's only been there at night. So it's kind of really hard to tell what everything looks like because it's dark. Mm-hmm. But uh, this, if for the people listening, Ohio State Reformatory, it's an old prison. Um, I can't remember when it was closed, but it was built in the 1800s shortly after the Civil War. And it's actually with a sh- uh, film, Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Yep, place looks like a castle. But one thing we learned, is it has the tallest freestanding steel cell block in the United States. And, um, so what that is, is basically it's the massive cell block. It's seven stories high, not attached to any walls. And so when you walk out of this chapel, you literally step down onto the steel grate and you're seven stories up. And it's kind of, it's kind of freaky, man. Then you're walking down the aisles with the cells and stuff and reading the history of certain people in those cells. And back in the day, you know, it was one of the first, uh, prisons that, um, they would literally spend 23 hours a day in their cell and this was a reformatory it wasn't maximum security it later became maximum security Mm -hmm. where they would get some more of those prisoners but at first it was like people serving like months to a couple years they were in a cell that with another person which we could barely move around for 23 hours a day that's too much time (laughs) and then they quickly realized all mentally this is not good because even at the reformatory where it wasn't really like those violent criminals, they were going crazy and they were killing each other and doing things because they were in their cell for 23 hours a day. Hmm. I was just like, that was nuts. So if any of you guys are close to the Mansfield area, check out the Ohio State Reformatory during the day. Go go take it in. It w- It took us about three hours, and it was probably one of the coolest things I've ever been through.
1: Cool. Yeah, I, I love doing stuff like that. I'm a, I'm a history... I wouldn't say I'm a history buff. I'm a, I enjoy history. I think it's cool. I like to read it. I like to go places. <coughs> Growing up, vacations for us were going to different historical places and yes. and checking them out. And that's kind of one of the things uh, I enjoy doing. I really do. Yeah. Uh,
0: it was a good time. So you have to you have to check it out, man. So how has your, your week been? It's been really good. Uh, the boys,
1: uh, this past weekend was Easter. And so that was fun. Uh, the entire weekend was good. Uh, had some really nice weather, so the boys got to go outside and play. Uh, went to the in-laws, and my father-in-law got a new to him tractor, uh, big one to do his farming and. Uh, the boys are in love with the with the blue tractor. Yes. And so they went for I don't know how many rides, three, four, five <laughs> long rides um, up and down the driveway uh, at his place. So that was fun. I went to my parents on Easter. The boys played outside all day long. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love yeah. this weather, man.
0: Attitude. do, too. Today, it was r- around 80, 80 degrees today. It's the warmest it's been so far this spring. And Soccer starts for me this weekend. Soccer? Soccer. Who's
1: playing soccer? Jet is playing soccer. First year playing first soccer? First year
0: oh. as a three-year-old playing soccer, and I'm going to be the coach. <laughs> uh, now, <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because this is the first I've heard this. Have you ever been a soccer, have you played soccer or ever coached soccer before?
1: I played soccer until I was in, like, fourth grade <laughs> and you were allowed to play football, flag football.
0: I guess in all honesty, Jets age, what, three years old? Yep. It You don't need to have a huge knowledge of uh, plays and all the fundamentals of soccer. You really just no, need I'm to a, keep them from running in a pack. The I'm whole like time.
1: a bee swarm babysitter yeah. pretty much is what it's going to be. Yes. It'll be fun.
0: It That's what's fun. always fun about watching little kids play soccer. It's just a big group of kids running with the ball
1: (laughs) i'm just i'm worried so we've been practicing kind of and like kicking the ball and jet's all about kicking the ball but he doesn't want anyone else to kick it so this is going to be difficult yeah because he wants to especially with his brother around like his first instinct is i'm going to tackle you (laughs) so like i'm hoping (laughs) i mean if he ends up tackling people then i'm like okay Teaching moment. Destin, no. No, 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 If he tackles people, I'm taking it as a sign. No more soccer. This man is dedicated
0: (laughs) to become a great football player. That's right. (laughs) That's the way I'm looking at it. It's like, you want to tackle people? Let me show you the sport. Come (laughs) with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so we'll give it a season, see how it is. I think he'll enjoy it. Uh, He he loves running. He loves being out.
0: And he's a social butterfly.
1: So I think he'll probably
0: enjoy that more than anything. I never played soccer. Uh, the first sport I played was baseball. And speaking of baseball, baseball season has started. Thank goodness. And I see you're wearing your Indians hat. Justin is a Cleveland Indians fan, and I am a Cincinnati Reds fan growing up in the Cincinnati area. And, in fact, I'm sitting here. My phone just buzzed. We are beating the Pirates 14 to nothing right now. You hear that, Josh? Josh, do you hear that? <laughs> Bridge to Bucktober. Shout out to Bridge to Bucktober. If you are a baseball fan, especially Pirates fan, our friend Josh has a great uh, podcast that's all about Pirates Baseball called Bridge to Bucktober.
1: Yep. He does that podcast with his brother, Jake. And they're both uh, big baseball enthusiasts, big Pirates fans, uh, and and just baseball in general. So it's something that's fun to listen to, even for me not being a Pirates fan. Uh, I listen to it and uh, get some good stuff. They talk about all sorts of different things, baseball related, mm-hmm. uh, with an emphasis on the Pirates. But it's, it's pretty fun to listen to.
0: Yeah, and even you know, last night as we were we were, we were only up, I think five to th- we ended up winning five to three, but five to two. And I was texting him, and and it, he's just so knowledgeable about almost probably every team in the MLB, just because you know I'd say something, and he's like, oh no, that person, not even it's not even the Pirates. So yes, he it's a great great podcast. You don't have to be a Pirates fan to listen to it. Go listen to that podcast. Yeah, Bridge to Bucktover.
1: So before we get into our first topic, I just want to kind of let everyone know what we're going to do kind of going forward. And we've talked, Andrew and I, and we're going to take a topic and kind of have three subtopics of this overarching topic. And it'll be like a three podcast series as we move forward. I mean, there'll be some stuff in between, maybe some special guests or Something that uh, happens. I think our next podcast we is actually going to be a guest uh, podcast coming in as well. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, because it
0: makes it easier for us.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. It's one thing. Yeah, it makes it easier for us to come up with topics. Yeah. Uh, two, I think I'm hoping it as we get better at this. You know, we're learning uh, each podcast. Hopefully, we're getting better and better, and. Hopefully it makes for a better listening experience. Yeah.
0: yeah. And before we jump back into our uh, the topic for the night also, we had a Manly Things NCAA bracket challenge. And the NCAA basketball ended last night with Baylor absolutely destroying Gonzaga. Um, and I kind of think that's because Gonzaga had quite a emotional, physical game two nights before it went into overtime. Um, either way, Baylor won. I'm not a huge, huge basketball guy. I like watching March Madness. Throughout the season, I may watch something. Uh, But we had a a tournament, uh, no, bracket challenge. Yes. And our winner for that challenge is Nick Sumter. He lives in Lexington, Kentucky. And In fact, the way he got into our bracket challenge is my friend Josh Williams, who does uh, Pod Bless and Well Dad Gum podcast, which those are two other great podcasts. Um it it was his friend, his buddy, and he he for just out of nowhere, Josh just said, "I got a bunch of people to do your bracket challenge." I was like, "That's awesome!" So Josh got him. Nick won, so Nick will be getting a twenty five dollar gift card to Amazon. So congrats, Nick. But Josh wanted me to say that he would if he wasn't dumb for technology, he would have won our bracket because he did fill out a bracket and he did do a good job, but he somehow. Did something wrong when it came to ours, so he, I, I did tell him I'd let everyone to know that if he wasn't done with technology, he probably would have won. What did he do? I, he didn't even tell me, but he has a podcast called Well Daggum, and so that probably tells you right there it's not a man who knows technology. i was kidding. Josh actually, <laughs> he's actually the one who helped me get all this like podcast stuff together. So, Josh could have won, but either way, Nick won. We'll send you a gift card.
1: All right. So as we get into our three week or three podcast series topic. Drum roll, please.
0: Tools. <laughs> People were just like, Wow. <laughs> we have great sound effects here. That's right. But I we didn't have to patch that in. That was uh that was us, if you didn't know. That was us doing the drum roll. We got skills. We got skills. So, yeah, we're starting a series on tools, power tools, uh, shops. We're going to be talking about, you know, dream shops. What are things look like? What are some projects that we've done? What are some future projects we want to do? And what tools do we like using on those projects? So, I'm excited for this. Yeah, me too.
1: I'm excited. I've been, uh, I don't have all of my dream tools, I would say. Yeah. But, I watch a lot of tool reviews. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I get so much enjoyment from watching tool (laughs) reviews,
0: but I do. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I think we're probably the same people like, why do people just enjoy watching people play video games? And at the same time, like all I watch are like YouTube barbecue videos, tool reviews, (laughs) guys that just fish on YouTube and I enjoy it. So, but hey, you know what? It's an entertainment. We're renaissance. Men. That's right. We're renaissance. So we're gonna be talking about some of our favorite tool brands tonight, power tools specifically. Um, and we're gonna be kind of talking about what brands we like, what brands uh, if you want to get into tools as a beginner, what what are what are those brands and if you had to only pick a few tools to use for the rest of your life, what would they be? All right, so let's
1: start with kind of the DIY section of tools mm-hmm. the do it yourself or the person who's at home you need a drill every once in a while or you do quite a few projects at home but <laughs> by no means are you a professional are you going to need these for a professional grade projects or have the extreme high use that a professional does day to day what in your opinion andrew <laughs> if you have any, uh,
0: are some of those brands. Well, let me start by saying this. So, for me and tools, where I'm coming from is the only thing I really use tools and power tools is woodworking. I have a woodworking shop. Um, I grew up with my my papal did woodworking. I did stuff with him. So, where I'm coming from might be different from some people who maybe do construction or work with cars. I just like kind of doing some small woodworking projects. Um, But, for the DIY person, and this is this is me most of the time when it comes to home repairs, is if I need a certain tool that I know I'm going to use once or twice, I'm going to Harbor Freight. Right. Like seriously, I mean, because not that long ago, actually, we had a couple um, of our deck boards come up on our porch um, from swelling from some of the moisture, and so I really needed an oscillating tool or a multi-tool, and I went to Lowe's, and the cheapest one they had was like 120 bucks. I'm like, I'm only going to use this for this project. I may use it again down the road. And so then I was like, I forgot we have a Harbor Freight now. What the Harbor Freight? $15. Plugged it in. It was loud. It is loud. But guess what? It worked. It cut the boards. They went back into place. And boom, 15 bucks, Done.
1: You can't beat it for jobs like that.
0: No. Because, you know, I'm not going to like, otherwise, someone's going to spend 100 bucks and use it for 10 minutes and maybe pull that thing out once or twice more in her life. So there are
1: kind of Harbor Freight now, even within Harbor Freight though. They've got like two I mean argue pretty much two brands yeah. that are you know lower quality and what they compare to a higher quality, it's it's not, but it's better than the lowest of the low. Yeah. So I mean they have their Bauer brand, yep, which is their lower quality Um, Cordless um, tools. And Mm. then they have,
0: I believe it's Hercules. Yep, Hercules.
1: Hercules is
0: the higher (laughs) end harbor Harbor freight uh, tools. But, I mean, like I said, because, you know, I come from a woodworking perspective. So, like, there are other tools, like Chicago Electric is like, you know, you can get a bunch of Chicago Electric stuff. And I've gotten some of that stuff. And that's what that oscillating tool is. And it works fine for. What yeah. I need it for? Your table
1: saw is that as well? Yes, I've borrowed that.
0: That's true. That table saw that I got, uh, that portable one, the Chicago Electric.
1: I ripped probably fifty boards. Yeah. Uh, down with that, and well, we did we everything just, I needed it to
0: do. We just replaced the floor in our kitchen, and I had that, and I had my Dewalt miter saw outside, yeah. uh, just because it was the portable table saw, and that, and I took it out there and ripped those, and yeah. It works fine. Now, if I was a, a professional carpenter going to job sets every day, no, do not get Harbor Freight probably. It would probably wear out pretty quick. So if it were me
1: and I'm a DIYer, what I would probably get into, I would probably invest a little bit more money than your Harbor Freight Bauer, and I would probably go to Home Depot, and I would step into the Ryobi's. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the reason being is they just have put so much into that line. There's a plethora of tools and different mm-hmm. different types of tools uh, that they continue to add uh, in that line. So you buy – what? I guess to preface that, when you're buying tools, power tools, what you need to be considering, what I need to consider, what you need to consider, any consumer – needs to consider is what kind of battery platform do you want to get into? Yeah. So what are the batteries that you want to get into? What do you want to buy? Because you don't want to have a bunch of different branded tools. I mean, it's okay to have some difference and and whatever, but if you're really wanting to get into a battery platform, because that's what you're going to be buying a lot of is batteries. Mm -hmm. And you pick one that has all of the tools you need within that platform and you go with it. And Ryobi's just got so many different tools, even yard tools, um, as well. So I would probably go with a Ryobi. Yeah. No,
0: now My papa had a Ryobi circular saw that he got when he, he came out to Arizona when we moved out there and they bought a small place to just spend the winter times in Arizona. And so he set up a little shop there. And so he got a Ryobi, um, miter saw a sliding one with a laser and i think it was that was probably gosh it was back in 2006 so that was a long time ago and it finally broke like two or three years ago Mm -hmm. and so i mean that lasted a long time it was a good it was a good miter saw for him
1: yeah so i would i would say ryobi if you're wanting to be a diy you're not going to use it a ton or you know some people there's some professionals that uh they buy like Tools that everyone on the job site can use, yeah, and no one takes care of your tools like you would take care of your tools. Yeah, so I'm not going to buy a $500 Hilti drill for someone to ruin. So I'm <laughs> going to buy a couple hundred hundred dollar Ryobi's yeah. and when it busts because it's been misbu- misused, I'm going to get another one. Yeah. So there's that. There's that aspect too. Um, but There's other brands within that budget as well. So Lowe's has got Porter Cable, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think that's kind of becoming less and less. Yeah. Um, Then they have there as well another budget or kind of budget. Um, I guess now we're getting to kind of middle of the road, so I won't go there. But heart brand at Walmart is a new
0: thing. That's a budget yeah, brand. The white, because yep. no, I, I I classify things by their colors because they all have yep. their color, right? That's right. Now, would you say because this just came to mind because I was reading something about it earlier? Rigid would be a budget friendly. So, or is that more? I would getting say that's, to your mid. That's almost kind of an
1: intermediate. Okay. Um, that's kind of somewhere in between the Ryobi, and. The Milwaukee's, DeWalt's, Makita's. Okay, so we're getting into that. But it's it's comparable, and a lot of contractors like those because they have great warranties. Yeah. So, yeah, Rigid is a great tool, but I can tell you when we get there, I'll tell you. (laughs) Well, uh,
0: when are we going to get there? You just want to head right there? let's go there right now. Let's go.
1: So kind of the mid-range in between the Milwaukee, Makita, DeWalt, And the lower budgeted tools Mm -hmm. are tools to me kind of like the rigids. Um, cobalt's actually stepped it up a little bit. I know there's people I've never used any any cobalt, but it's it's a 24 volt platform, and I've heard they've got some power, yeah.
0: Um, so there's that craftsman,
1: I would say, is there right now. Intermediate,
0: would you say Porter cables there, or would you say Porter cables more towards the DIY? More towards the
1: DIY, I would okay. say. Yeah, I would say the low end of of the yeah
0: high end. Are you DIY? saying that because you have experience with Porter cables? I
1: do have experience with gotcha. Porter cables. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, I do have a
0: circular saw that's Porter cable. It's a wireless one um, that I got from my grandpa, and I don't use it a bunch because I just use my skill saw more. But I've never had an issue with it. If I just needed something light towed around, so. Well, Skill is actually another brand that started coming out with
1: cordless tools. Really? Yep. Yep. Here rather recently within the last few years, I want to say. Okay. Um, And I hear they're pretty decent for the price, but I've never used them. I've not seen too many reviews on them, um, or I've not cared to watch too many on them. But so, yeah, to get to rigid. I think rigid is actually a very good platform uh, this is for probably the even bigger project DIYer, mm-hmm. or you're getting into the trades. Um, I would say Rigid is a great platform yeah. for that.
0: Um, if you're going to be using it more than just as a hobby, Rigid might be that first first one to try out. That's yep. what you're saying.
1: Yeah, my brother originally got some Rigid tools. Uh, And that's kind of what he started with. And a lot of the contractors that he was working with kind of recommended them because of the warranty that comes with them. I don't know exactly what it is off the top of my head, but I know they have a really good warranty. Um, Which that's a big deal. It it is. And that's where some of these tools really shine, especially some of the higher higher end tools that we'll talk about. But I think that's a big one Mm -hmm. um, is the warranty. But – The downfall and where I feel it does lack is I feel like a rigid hammer drill, hammer drill driver Mm -hmm. um, is not nearly as powerful as even Milwaukee. But what I have my biggest comparison to, and this is a a highest one of the higher tier tools of big professional, Mm -hmm. would be Hilti. Yeah, and I've used one. And the hammer drill function for me, the test for that is drilling through concrete, okay, or using it as what we would call what in the masonry world they call you know your tapcon drill, Well, you're putting tapcons in a block, uh, you're drilling into concrete. So how does that hammer function in that drill work? Mm-hmm. And I used my brother's uh, rigid hammer drill, to try and drill into... Oh, I put a wall up in my basement, and I was wanting to tap con the baseboard, the bottom board of the frame into the concrete. And it just did not have the umph That you needed. ...that it needed. That <laughs> Hildy would just hammer right through there. I guarantee it. <laughs> like I butter. guarantee it. Uh, <laughs> even the Milwaukee's, I've not used... Um, the Milwaukee, but the videos that I've watched of, of them, I mean, they just, they're just the next level. Yeah. So I do think Rigid's a great platform. Um, if you're into masonry and you're going to be drilling into concrete, mm-hmm. uh, I think that you'll probably want a different
0: platform. Something a little. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, so mm-hmm. we started at DIY. There's our are intermediate, and you just set us up. Going into that more top tiered brands uh, with Rigid being on that line of maybe introducing us to this. So let's just head to the top tier. Um, for me, so I mean, my top two favorite brands mm-hmm. um, would be uh, first is Craftsman. I have a few Craftsman things that I like, but then the one that I use the most is Dewalt. And everything I've had Dewalt, I've really enjoyed for what I do. And like I said, for what I do is small projects around the house and then doing some woodworking projects. And DeWalt and Craftsman have just been kind of my go-to things because there's one in my budget. Mm-hmm. And when it's something I use a lot of, I'll usually get a DeWalt, like my drill, um, my miter saw, which I use a ton. I got a DeWalt. Um, and then there's things that I'll get Craftsman, like my sander and things. So for, for me, I'd say my top tier, most experience I really have in it is DeWalt. And I do enjoy it, uh, that, those systems. So I want to hear from you. What, what would you say uh, top-tier brand, favorite favorite top-tier brand? For me,
1: I mean, before you get into, like, the super expensive, what's something that's expensive but still kind of affordable top-tier brand for me is Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I think right now Milwaukee is crushing it. Um, I think that they're... Sponsor. Way yeah, sponsor me, Milwaukee. I'll be an influencer and (laughs) use your tools for all my DIY activities. All all we're
0: gonna do influencing is tools, guns, barbecue. Everyone, we'll 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 rep your brand. Yeah, sponsor us.
1: Yeah, if you got a tool brand, send it my way.
0: I don't care what it is. So,
1: Milwaukee to me right now, they are just crushing it. Uh, I'm probably a little biased. Um, I know my brother has a lot of Milwaukee tools. I've kind of started out with the 12-volt line of Milwaukee tools, Yeah. Uh, the um, hammer drill, and the
0: impact. Impact, yep.
1: And so those have kind of been, for me, what got me into the Milwaukee line. Started getting, I got a blower. Okay. That's Milwaukee 18-volt. And I also have a hacksaw, 18-volt um, hacksaw, and that's a super handy tool, man. So hang on, when you say hacksaw, I'm thinking of a hand tool. No, okay, so it's pretty much like a one-handed. Um, oh my goodness, <laughs> I just went blank. <laughs> Is it a reciprocating
0: saw yes, one of those? A okay, <laughs> <saw>. <laughs> I'm thinking a hacksaw. It's like a
1: sawzall, but for one hand. Yeah. So yeah. you can, there's a place for you to put a second hand on it. Yep. Um, but it's pretty much a, a one-handed... And depending saw-saw. on where
0: you are, that's a different name, right? I've yep. heard guys call that all kinds of things.
1: Reciprocating saw, sawzall. I call it a
0: sawzall. I think I've heard a guy say it's a tiger saw one time. I don't know where that came from. Okay. That was probably e- Eastern Kentucky, a tiger saw. Yeah,
1: maybe so. But I have those two tools to try and inch my way into the Milwaukee 18-volt yeah. through attrition as I... As I go and need a new tool, yeah. need in quotation marks. That's right. <laughs> need a new tool. I'll probably switch to
0: Milwaukee. It's always good just to have them. <laughs> you know, yeah. you never know when you're gonna need it, and when you need it, it's good to have. That is true. <laughs> that is true. But Milwaukee, to
1: me, they're killing the game. They're making. They've made a lot of specialty tools too for trades. Uh, mm-hmm. They've come out with a lot of plumbing um, stuff. They came out with an MX fuel line which is these huge batteries that are made to run you know big pieces of equipment like partner saws yeah um big concrete saws um i'm trying to think of all the different things that align some lighting systems that are just out of this world i think even maybe like a scissor lift yeah uh things like that
0: but you know what That's smart of them because those guys who do those things that need those very specific tools, they're going to have to get Milwaukee. And just like you said, you're already, now you're into the battery, that system of batteries. So when they go get their other tools, guess what they're going to get? Milwaukee. Because the ones that they need specifically that only Milwaukee makes, they have. So why not just go ahead and just get the rest of the- It's
1: all about the battery lines. It's all
0: about the battery lines.
1: And- You know, Makita's a good tool brand, too. That's up there. The Walt, Milwaukee, and Makita, I feel like, are the three brands that are as close to -to head-to-head...
0: And Hercules. No.
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) Those three, outside of that, you're either way above or too far below, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, But Makita, I want to say that they're coming out, or we're wanting to... This is hearsay. Don't take my word for it. I think I saw a video at one point that they were changing a platform at some point Yeah. Um, to a different, like, some sort of 40-volt, kind of how um, DeWalt has, like, the 20-volt, 60-volt type mm-hmm. things. I think Makita is doing something similar, so you may or may not. You want to read up on that before you decide to dive into, oh, I want to be this Makita platform. Yeah. And see, you know, where they're at with all of that. Yeah.
0: Or maybe I'm just blowing smoke. <laughs> I don't know. You I could be. You could say something. I could be. Could we could say, say about, whatever we want. We're you, not experts. Well, for me, you could say anything. I'd be like, yep, that's probably right. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's probably some people that are listening to me saying, this guy's knows nothing. Yeah. And you're, you know what? You'd be absolutely right. Yeah. I know what I know because I've watched YouTube
0: videos. <laughs> okay, guys? We're just your average guy when it comes to tools, all right? I'm a DIYer. Yeah. I'm a DIYer. That's it, man. And so not we got one idea. category left and for me I can't even speak into it. And so I mean if you're wanting to speak into that top tier, I'll let you, man, but that's not my area at all cuz you know I don't got the I got the I don't have the coin for that.
1: So there's one thing we got to mention before okay. is that Lowe's is coming out with a new line that's supposed to be competitive with Milwaukee and DeWalt Ooh.
0: and Makita. And that is called the Flex. The line. Flex. Now, flex. is it spelled F-L-E-X? Yes. Oh, man. They really missed out a way of just making something cool.
1: Yep. No, it is It is F F-L-E-X. Okay. Flex. And it's supposed to be a direct competitor. Supposed to be. Okay. Now, everything I've read is the company. I forget the name of the company. But the company that is in charge of like the Ego tools. Some of the best battery operated outdoor tools. Yep. Um, that you can buy uh, were involved or maybe even are the leaders of this flex line. Yeah. So it should be, in theory, a good line. I did just watch a video today that a guy made like yesterday or the day before. Somehow he got his hands on some of the flex tools, not the highest end, but a lower end Mm -hmm. flex tool and tried to go head to head with the Milwaukee. It was still a brushless tool, not their highest model, but it could not do like an inch, I want to say, like spade bit through wood. Um, it, it could do like a few holes and then it would peter out and yep. just it did not hold a candle. So if that's any indication of what that line's really going to be. That's uh, not looking good. Wait. Wait. Yeah. If you're going to buy it, wait. Yeah. Unless they get are throwing killer deals out there to get people on the platform.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll be interesting to see. i will have to keep our eye out for that one flex. I'm going to go home and look it up tonight, actually, probably. Yeah. So the upper t- tier. Upper tools. The top tier. Top tier.
1: To me, there's like three brands here. And there's some other brands in the other ones like Bosch and Metabo HTP, which is Hitachi pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, Metabo Bot Hitachi. Call it Metabo HTP. Yeah. So that's when when you see that at Lowe's, it's Hitachi. Still. Hitachi pretty much yeah so those are decent brands too but whatever so <laughs> top He's like brands, there's other brands i want to talk about <laughs> to me the top tier brands would be a matabo not matabo HTP. that's hitachi yeah. but matabo mm-hmm. hilti you yep. festool now i don't have any experience with matabo I don't have any experience with Festool. Only th- watching reviews, seeing reviews. I know Festool is big into, like, woodworking. Okay. Um, so a lot of high-end woodworkers, they are into the Festool. Yeah. Um, and they have a great system um, for that. Metabo has some great drills. Um, you watch head-to-heads, and Metabo's got some of the best ones. Mm-hmm. And then Hilti, that's the only one that I have some experience with. I wouldn't say, like, I've used it even recently. But uh, when I used to work for my uncle, he had a Hilti uh, hammer drill, cordless hammer drill. But where they really shined was their rotary hammers. You know, the big, oh, giant yeah. ones that are hammer drills are kind of act a little bit like a jackhammer. Yeah. Uh, and we use that thing. Every single day, um, and especially in some of the jobs that we were working, and those things are a beast. Which you've worked
0: concrete, right? Yeah, so you have you have experience kind of working on job site with these tools.
1: Yep, so with the we'll just talk the drill in itself, the cordless drill, 18 volt, 20 volt. I don't know even exactly what the voltage is on it, but that
0: thing is a beast what's the what's the price tag on one of those bad boys i don't even know here i'll look it up you keep talking all right right. so i got a laptop
1: a vortex savvy (laughs) you know i feel like i don't even know can i even say this is this copyright i feel like joe rogan saying look this up young jamie yeah you know
0: (laughs) okay so hilti we're just looking at a drill right yep cordless Cordless drill. Cordless drill. Well, this is Amazon. I don't want to do Amazon. Keep talking. Uh, okay. So why why
1: I was saying that the Rigid was so poor in its hammer drill is because I've used this Hilti. And we actually used to use an electric Milwaukee drill as our TAPCON drill because that was the only drill that had enough power uh, that we had, or my uncle had, not we, uh, my uncle had for us to use... Uh, in order to drill holes for tap cons yep. and to drill in a concrete drill in a brick drill in a block and that's what we had to use take everywhere with us this corded old milwaukee drill and we got the hilde and we actually weren't allowed to use the hilde for this for <laughs> for some time because it was you know yeah the a baby. premium drill it was the baby yeah but we started to use it and That thing was just as powerful, if not more, than the electric Milwaukee drill. And it just would hammer through concrete, hammer through block. And it was just awesome.
0: Well, here, right here, Home Depot, 22-volt cordless, half-inch hammer drill, $150, Hilti. Bear tool? Huh? Bear tool. Yep, that's it. And then the cordless is... 220 to 250 depending on where you get it.
1: Okay, so that was a corded drill?
0: No, this is cordless, 22 volt. Okay. Yeah. Huh.
1: That doesn't seem that expensive.
0: But <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know, know, maybe Home t- Depot t- just ra- ra- has has a great has a great Well, know. Home D- Depot's got price, I mean, right here's buying power. A 22 volt lithium cordless compact drill driver, 350 bucks. That so.
1: probably sounds a little bit more in the range that I would guess. Yes.
0: And that's probably, like I said, this may be an old model or something that I just saw. So, yeah. Okay. You're looking at two. I'm seeing now two to $400 for some of their stuff. Yeah. But so for me, like Hildy is one of the premium
1: brands. They've also got like a great warranty. I think they have like a 20-year warranty um, as well. So yeah you're paying a premium price and if you especially if you're into masonry if you're a mason if you're drilling into concrete if you're drilling into uh, anything that hard hard surface mm-hmm. Hilde, in my opinion is the way to go although some of the milwaukee tools they might be holding a candle to it now yeah they might be i'm a milwaukee fanboy.
0: <laughs> i am waiting for the sponsorship they've got
1: so many tools it's just
0: it's ridiculous. Well, so. there there we go. There's the brands. Now, I want to end with another question. Real quick question. All right. Since we're talking power tools here, if you had to only pick three power tools, not hand tools or anything like that, but power tools that you can only have three of them for life, what would they be? And I have mine. So if you want me to go first, I can go first and see may have to think about it. You go first. I'll go first. Okay, so if I had to pick three power tools, the first one would be a table saw. Um, like I said, I like doing some woodworking and a table saw is something I use a bunch of when you do woodworking. Um, I thought about putting a miter saw here, but I'm like, no, cause I can rip boards. I can cross cut them. You can get, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with table saw. Um, the second thing would just be a drill. I use a drill a lot. Um, my probably favorite, tool that I have that's not a power tool is a Craig pocket hole system I don't know if you know what that is Yeah, love that thing and uh, so that and my drill get use a bunch third thing and you're going to laugh because you could do this by hand but a sander <laughs> an orbital sander man Th- and the, the reason why I say these three tools because they're the three that I use a lot of and they're the ones that I've burnt out and had to go buy new ones because I use a lot of um, so yeah for me it'd be a table saw a drill and a sander and then I could I could do with the hand hand tools after that.
1: There you go. Wow, those are pretty good ones. The the uh, table saw is one that you're making me think here. Yeah. On if I would put that there or not. Uh, I'm trying to think pr- practically here. If I only had three tools. Yeah. Only had three power tools. And I was thinking about what what do I usually use power tools for. What am I using them for? And what line would you get those in? Um
0: the table saw. I you know I, actually my Sander I really like as a craftsman. The other two I'd probably go DeWalt table saw. I could be swayed on a couple different ones honestly with a table saw. Okay. But um the drill, a DeWalt.
1: You're a DeWalt man. Yeah. All right.
0: Basic probably.
1: Oh, that's all right. That's good though. That's good. So for me, if I had to have only three tools, one, I'm not getting a drill. I'm getting an impact driver. Yeah. And that's because you can do almost anything with it. You can put your sockets on it with the right attachments. You can put all of your your bits, uh, your Phillips, your flatheads, your Torx, your stars. And you also, they actually make, drill bits that fit right in there too. Mm-hmm. So you can have your whole drill bit collection ready for your impact. Yeah. So I would have an impact. Okay. Um, the next thing would be, and this is for me and the projects I would do. So people who are, you know, I'm not saying I'd go build a house with just these three tools. I'm saying <laughs> if I just, for my DIY projects and what I use at home, these are the three I would get. So, the impact driver Milwaukee Gen 3 18 volt um <laughs> then i would be i would probably pick my hacksaw mm-hmm. that i that i have because there's all the time i've used it probably oh. 20 times since i've gotten it yeah um just for little things that you just need something cut quick that's your Milwaukee and 18 volt yeah Milwaukee yeah. 18 volt and it just goes right through, and I've got a metal blade. I've got metal blades and wood blades for it. Mm-hmm. So my father-in-law actually used it to do something with a shower curtain at my house the other day. Um, I've used it to cut down an entire old crib. I use that. <laughs> I use the hacksaw. I cut yeah. down an entire crib. Um, trimming, like I've got like a little bit of woods around my lot, around my yard. And I have, you know, the branches that get in your face when you're mowing. Mm -hmm. That's what I take out there, just a little hacksaw, take care of it. Uh, So that's a big tool for me. Yeah. And then the last one I would get, probably, I want to say table saw. I want to say cirque saw. But I think I'm going to have to go with the jigsaw. Because there's certain cuts that you need that you got to do with the jigsaw. Yeah. So I would probably pick a jigsaw.
0: Yeah, I almost did a jigsaw and a circular saw, but I'm like, I'm going to limit myself to one saw. So what saw could be the most multi-purpose for me for what I do? That would be a table saw that I can do some things. Now, a jigsaw is nice because if you don't have a bandsaw, you can kind of, if you got a steady hand and a nice jigsaw, you can do some nice cuts with that.
1: Yep. And that's that's kind of what I was thinking of. If I had to, I could clamp a board as an edge guide yeah. to use my jigsaw to ha- to keep straight if I had to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I say jigsaw. But, you know, this is actually works out perfect, Andrew, because you have three different tools than my three different tools. <laughs> so we could just <laughs> borrow each other. That's right.
0: So we really have like six tools. There you go. <laughs> We can just, yeah, we can do all, all the stuff now, man. All right. Well, this was the, the first episode. I'm doing episode in quotations of this series of on tools. Um, I think we're going to get into more some personal stuff, too, in the next couple couple podcasts where we may talk about some projects that we like doing. So maybe some fun past projects, future projects, get more personal stories with the stuff. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this let us know what your guys' favorite power tool brands are. Yeah,
1: please let us know. And if I mess something up drastically, you can let me know. But honestly, I'll be honest with you, I don't really care because I know that what I'm saying is just not from an expert <laughs> perspective anyway. So. And
0: you can take my man, <laughs> card away from relating tool brands to the colors they are. Oh, yeah, that's the green one, right? Ryobi, green, yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's funny you say that. There's this video I watched this it's called VCG Construction, and that's where that's where I get all my tool knowledge. Is watching the, these guys' videos. They do like color swaps. Okay. So they'll take a rigid and a Milwaukee, and then they'll just swap colors to see what it looks like. And it
0: is weird. It is yeah, really weird. You really relate that brand to the color. Absolutely. With you know. power tools, I mean that's Absolutely. just that's. What it lives and breathes by is those colors. So, actually, let's just have one more fun question. If you only had to pick a brand tool by the color, what would you pick? If I
1: just went by the color, yeah. like, what's my favorite color? Well, my favorite color is blue. So that cobalt. L- limits me to Cobalt, Hercules, Ooh. and I mean, Makita's kind of a bluish, <laughs> right? <laughs> so sure, we'll say yes. If, if you count Makita as blue, I don't know if it's more green or more blue. Uh, I'll go Cobalt. I'll go Cobalt just off my blue. See, my
0: favorite color is green, and I think Ryobi is really the only green, isn't it? Uh, Matabo. That's right. And Matabo HTP. Well, there you go. I'm going Matabo then. I'm going top of the line. <laughs> yeah. Might as well, right? <laughs> All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. It is now time for the 6 5 segment. 6 5. Six, five. And this week, we are going over two chapters of Play the Man. And uh, what we decided we're going to do with this is uh, Justin's going to take a chapter, I'm going to take a chapter. We're not going to recap these chapters. We're just going to pull out, hey, here's a a couple things that really stood out to us in this chapter, and we'll just discuss it here for a bit. So today, we are in chapters 4 and 5, and Justin is going to start us out on chapter 4. Yeah, so chapter 4 was on the fourth virtue of manhood, and
1: that one was raw passion. Yeah. Raw passion. The three-headed
0: dragon was like, we're all passion slash three-headed dragon, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's
1: pretty good for listening to it. Yeah, man. See, I'm telling
0: you, that's why I listen to things. I tell people all the time, like, a lot of people have visual, I learn visually, like, watching people do stuff, but when it comes to learning on my own, like, if I read, I won't remember it, but I'm very much an audio learner. Yeah, I,
1: I am too. Uh, I guess I need both. I need audio and visual. Yeah. I learn well in the moment in audio. If I want to retain it long term, then I need to be visual. Yeah. But either way, so raw passion. Uh, one of my favorite things in this chapter in particular. Well, there's several different things that, that I wrote down. Um, but this one kind of is interesting, and this has been kind of on my heart and on my mind for a while of having this type of raw passion and i guess we kind of talked about it a little bit and another book study that we kind of did as a small group a little while ago we watched videos and read the book some people did um and it was love does by bob goff Mm -hmm. and he's just kind of one of those guys that i mean you want to meet yes because he just does things
0: like Nothing holds him holds them back.
1: Whatever it is, like, okay, let's go do it. Yeah. Like, And he's passionate. And, like, to me, that's what raw passion is. And, yeah. you know, one of the lines in here, so the more you get into God and the more of God's spirit that gets in you, the more impassioned you become. Mm. So to me, like, I'm sitting here thinking I'm more, for me personally, I'm more the guy that's like, I want to play it safe. I know what this is i know what this is like i'm very calculated in my decision making and i want to make the best decision and i'm wondering you know maybe because that's a sign that maybe i'm not as into god and god's spirit as i should be because i'm i don't feel super impassioned about things yeah uh to the point of i'm just going to get up and go do it mm-hmm. um i i am reserved in that sometimes and i think that's something that's you know i'm really kind of contemplating and which is part of the problem i need to just do right <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> i think this is something we've talked about a little bit together is like that idea of not wanting to look back on our lives and like thinking man we played it safe yep cuz god does create us to be live full lives um obviously not be dangerous and not, you know, not calculate things or calculate risk, but to live those full lives, do things, and do them the best that we can. Yeah. And to me, too,
1: like some of the things with this in particular, I think about, so, you know, we want to strive to become more like Christ, mm-hmm. right? And I think too often, and in this chapter they talk about it, uh, they talk about, you know, the people who hanged, who hanged Christ never to do them justice, accused him of being a bore. So think about that. The people who crucified Christ didn't accuse Jesus of being this boring guy, Right. of being this meek, mild, quiet. No, there was no, uh, nothing that threatened them. Yeah. You know, they were obviously threatened, yeah. you know? So on the contrary, they thought him too dynamic to be safe, <laughs> you know? And, and it just makes me think that Jesus had a wild side. Yeah. Uh, a sanctified wild side, they say in the book. And the best place to get in touch with your wild side is, once again, we've talked about this before in the wilderness. Yeah. You know, we've talked about, I think we've even talked about it on here before, about there's something about getting out into the wilderness that, yeah. something about getting into the wild where you become closer to God, mm-hmm. um, it, it stretches you. As a person, as a man, and I think that's why Jesus. Uh, you know, where did the transfiguration happen? On the mountain.
0: Yeah. And well, you know, just like you said, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Right. He literally camped everywhere he went. He walked it. Well, obviously, everyone walked back then. They have cars, but I mean, like, yeah, roughing it, fishing, uh, on the boats, traveling on boats, sleeping in the wilderness, and so yeah, I mean. They didn't live cushy lives, and Jesus wasn't afraid of confrontation because what he saw was hypocritical and different things, and he confronted those things, and he wasn't shy about it either. Um, A lot of times, our Americanized Jesus is not really probably who Jesus was. Right, right. That that really, like, you know, soft-spoken... Always happy.
1: Yeah, and I've I've always kind of thought, like, I don't know why, but I've always thought kind of like, for lack of a better term, like pious. Like, you know, the the wisdom, mm-hmm. the quiet wisdom of always saying, you know, wise things all the time. And I'm sure he did, obviously. <laughs> but you He know is what, God. You know what really changed my perspective on this? I don't know what you're going to say. Go ahead. You do, but I think we need to plug it because I think the more people that watch this gets could get potentially a better representation. I don't even know. Maybe it's wrong. I don't know. But in my mind, I like to think it's right. Yeah. A better representation of how Jesus really acted and interacted with others. Yeah. And it is the chosen. Yep. Now, have you watched... Did you watch the first season?
0: Yes, we watched the whole first season. We didn't get to watch the episode the other night because we got back late and it was already started and you couldn't, like, start from the beginning until it was, like, Yeah, it was over. the premiere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But... So anyone and everyone who's not watched this, it's called the Chosen. You have to Google it. There's like a separate app um, that you get on to to watch it through, and it is it's free, so it doesn't cost you anything to watch. Yep. And it's so worth it, uh, and it kind of goes talks about uh, Jesus, and it's it's like set up as a drama. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's not like watching a historical <laughs> uh, documentary. It's yep. like you're watching a, a
0: drama on television. It's done um, super well, though. Yeah, and I think it does show that, like what you're saying, that more human side of Jesus. Because a lot of times, like you know, we we know Jesus was God, but it also says he was fully human too. Right. right? He he was tempted just like we are, and felt the same feelings that we feel. He felt pain and different things. And I think what a lot of people don't realize. When Jesus came, he was controversial. Yeah. And the reason why is because things were corrupt at that point. You know, the religious system became people who thought that following these laws and being so great at knowing these laws of Moses was like the way and not really loving others. And that's where Jesus came in. It's like, no, it's more about loving others. You know, laws are good. They're there to protect us. Um But what he was coming was all new stuff, man. And it was controversial. I mean, he was standing up to uh, religious leaders back then. And back then in the day, that was a big deal because religious leaders were basically like politicians today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that, and, you know, to do something like that, to go up against people, because you are fully human and fully God. And it's kind of sometimes hard to wrap our minds around. But he had to be passionate about Mm -hmm. what he was doing. You know, he goes into the temple and is passionate yeah. about what's going on and is flipping <laughs> tables and why didn't anyone stop him? Yeah. They talk about it in this book. Why didn't the guards stop him? I mean, he had to have been like super passionate. They're like, no, we're not messing <laughs> with this guy. You know what I mean? So like
0: that sometimes I forget that. And I mean just to think too, I mean, there's times where he interrupted religious services because he's like, No. And like the guy had guts and it did take passion. And that was because he was passionate about the kingdom of God. Yeah. And that's, that's what he was here about was to teach us about the kingdom of God, what it really is, what it looks like and how to inherit and be part of that kingdom. And it wasn't exactly what the religious leaders were saying. And so he did have to be pat and he was passionate about it. Cause you know, yeah,
1: it was and, it. And the thing that like makes me think this is just, you know, specifically about Jesus too, is like, he wouldn't have had people who wanted to follow him if he didn't have personality traits <laughs> that were worthy of wanting to be followed. Right. If he didn't truly care and show how he cared and build relationships and how do you do that? Sometimes through joking. Yeah. Through having real conversations uh, with others and, and having common interests. Yep. Yeah. And
0: sometimes he I think a we that. He was a carpenter. Yeah. He used tools. Yep. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> probably not Milwaukee 18 Pro- volt. Huh? No, no, he was using Chicago electric for sure. <laughs> oh. uh, so,
1: yeah, that's, I mean, raw passion. Do it like your life depends on it. Give it everything you've got. Uh, you know, these are things that I've got highlighted. Um, and then just a quick to say, like, the three, the three-headed dragon, because I think this is important, of uh, the dragon of doubt. And so don't let doubt, you know, come in the dragon of apathy you know lulls men to sleep sometimes you you kind of fall asleep on what's going on Uh, i'm having a hard time explaining it without just going ahead and reading what's in here but um how do you tune out lies yeah Um, lies seep in when you're not up on your game, I guess would be the way to say that. And then the, the dragon of lust. Yeah. I mean, we're human. Anyone who's taken a philosophy class, you know, it's, you know, food, water, sex. Yep. You know what I mean? like shelter, I guess. Yeah. But I had a,
0: I had a, (sighs) my psychology teacher in college thought he was really funny. And I remember he talked about that food, water, and sex. And he's like, I remember he came in one day. He's like, have you eaten today? Yeah. Have you drank some water? Yeah. So what is it that you need now? I'm like, oh, funny, funny, oh, <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Chapter five, and this may be a little bit shorter, but I love this chapter. Is why I kind of said I wanted this. It um, was all on true grit. Mm-hmm. First of all, I like that term, true grit, great movie, and right? In the movie. The yep. movie's great. But it starts out talking about, as men, that we got to work hard and do hard things. And I think even as as women... And mankind alone, that God wants us to do good works. And I remember reading a book one time and it was talking about call and purpose. And how a lot of times when we have issues or struggles. A lot of people say, well, just pray about it. God will take care of it. Well some you know God still wants us to do things right and not just sit and not do anything. Like I remember one of the illustrations was like, if your gutter's full, You can't just pray, God, I hope that gets clear. No, God probably wants you to take care of that gutter. He wants you to get a ladder and get on top of it because He's blessed you with the capability of doing so. Right. He's given you knowledge to do things that um, you know, we don't always have to wait for him to make everything clear to us. Right. When we when when there's something happening, we, we obviously pray about it, take it to God and say, Here's my concerns, but you can go ahead and start going. God's with you. Uh, but the whole whole premise of is doing hard things, pushing ourselves as men. And then in the book, he was talking about how, what are some of the times that you felt most like a man? He said to me, it was when I was pushed to that edge, boundary. When it came, and when he did like a triathlon. I love what he does with his sons, mm-hmm. when he does that kind of like intro to manhood, and they do certain things. They read books, they go on hiking trails, and uh, so he did a triathlon. And said, you know, that pushes us, and it pushed him where like it was almost impossible but to show him that you know he can do hard things. And uh I think that's important cuz I think that's something that's kind of going away uh a lot is that man, it we really do need to step up and we still need to do the work. Yeah. Um God's going to be there with us. God created us to be able to do it, right? Um so what so we need to take the effort to step up and actually do it.
1: Absolutely. And in that too he said something about you know i feel like men need need an element of danger yeah
0: you know what i mean healthy outlets is what he said too yeah because uh, there are unhealthy outlets there are that we we can get into
1: and i just thought of like you know that's kind of right because i used to like roller coasters and now like if i don't feel like i'm going to pee my pants <laughs> it's not fun to me yeah like, I don't get the thrill of riding a roller coaster that I once did because it's not, I don't, it doesn't feel dangerous. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was littler, younger, I loved roller coasters because, mm-hmm. you know, you get those ones that you feel like you're falling or whatever. You're coming up out of your
0: seat. Yeah, coming yeah.
1: out up out of your seat. But now, like, that just doesn't do it for me. So I got to find what's the next thing. I'm not jumping out of a plane, though. I'm not <laughs> jumping out of a plane.
0: Oh man, I still love roller coasters. I do. Um, but yeah, uh, do hard things. Find the healthy outlets. You know, he talked about white water rafting. He did. He did that. And um, but yeah, we we should push ourselves. Yeah, you know, do things that you know we that would make us uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable is good at times. That's that's how you grow. Yes, that's the only way you're gonna grow. Because if you just say I'm not gonna do that, that's just too much. You know, you're gonna be stuck where you're at. So as men, we need to do hard things. We need to take the knowledge, the physical uh, know about God's given us, he created us. We need to do stuff and not just sit around and wait for other people to do it or for a clear path to be given that we can we can do stuff.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. True grit. Yeah, and I think that at some point, maybe towards the end or maybe there's some more chapters on it, but another podcast... I'd love to talk about the uh, the leadership or discipleship, the year of discipleship that he does with his with his sons. We both have sons, yeah. And, and I know a lot of people who are listening to this have sons, uh, and I think it's a, a conversation worth having at some
0: point. Yeah, I think that would be good. I like what he does, so. That wraps it up for today. We are thankful again that you listen to this and have fun. If you know any friends that might enjoy this, you know, let them know.
1: Yeah, share it out.
0: Uh, share it out anything that we post
1: on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, if you can share it, so other people can see it, you know, we would greatly appreciate that. Also, if you're you are reading this book, don't hesitate to send us. Uh, message or let us know that you're reading it let us know what are some of your thoughts as well i know of several people who are reading it or plan to read it uh, so it's kind of cool i i want to be able to engage so we can all go on this journey of becoming better together
0: yes so absolutely well we are glad that you joined us we hope you have a great rest of your week and always remember to stay, stay manic. Manic.